This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And, um, well, I'm uh, I'm here for the final session of our Journey podcast series. We've been going through every session but I'm, of the journey and had uh, key leaders from all around the country uh, comment on the different topics and what it means to them. And uh, we're here for the final wrap-up, and I'm, I'm privileged to have our founder, Rocky Fleming, back in the seat here. So It's good to be back, Brian. In fact, uh, when did we start this series? I, I think I was the first one then. <laughs> yeah, back in uh, like September, I think. So it was, No, it was before that, wasn't it? It might have been. Yeah, this has been a long series. Uh, I, so. Yeah. We put you on the sidelines for three <laughs> yeah. months. <laughs> yeah, grass growing on my feet. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, you know, uh, actually, I think you've been enjoying listening to these people's oh, talking yeah. about I all the different to topics. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you're like the biggest fan. <laughs> well, you know, that was something that I felt like it was important, even the first year of this thing. And that is when people ask me about the journey, I said, well, don't ask me. Ask the people to come through. Right. That's right. Because I always felt like that the fruit itself needs to be the one that speaks. It's more of a credibility. Mm-hmm. So it's it's actually was very joyful for me to hear all these different takes because they were speaking from their own heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't Kool Aid, man. It was just what they were. Oh yeah, li- are living. Yeah, and I and I I thought I learned some things too. I mean, there mm-hmm. was some great perspective on all the different topics and everything. Oh, yeah. So, so. Um, so Rocky, we you know we, we basically it's been good for people if you've never done the journey to kind of follow our train of thinking and how mm-hmm. it's laid out because you you've always said God kind of downloaded it to you and it builds on itself you yeah. know like it's important the order in which things happen yeah because the way it unfolds is the way it was revealed to you right. and this is why it's not good to take shortcuts it's not good to jump in the middle it's really good to start from the beginning so you get the whole foundation and all that so i guess that's probably the roots of apologetics isn't it you know that uh, i remember josh mcdowell wrote a book called evidence demands that demands a verdict mm-hmm. and so you know c.s lewis was that way i mean there's more evidence to prove that jesus christ is who he says he is mm-hmm. then there's evidence to prove a lot of other things that that are you know declared as authentic and I think that that's uh, part of the whole aspect of the journey is that it, it, it starts on some basic foundations that lead to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Right. And the conclusion that it leads to is that God is an intimate God. And he, ha- he wants to have an intimate abiding relationship with his children. Mm-hmm. That had been lost, but now it's been restored. Mm. And uh, so that's simply what the journey's about, is to take a person where they are and then through various revelations in, that come from Scripture to walk them on a path that will lead them to that place of intimacy with Christ. Hmm. Well, yeah, and you've even said that we start out with the journey of the inner chamber story mm-hmm. and you show them a picture of the inner chamber. And, and you've said to me, it's like, you have to understand that it's going to take a while to get there. You're just giving them a vision of what could yeah. be, you know, but it takes a while. You can't, there's no shortcuts to get there. There's, you know, you got to go through it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, 
I think people don't always get it when you're going, you know, and, and there's, it sneaks up on you. You know, you, we're presenting things and people are going to these sessions and they're doing journaling and that, but they're still not fully grasping things. And then something will happen and a light bulb will go off and you'll mm-hmm. see it happen. If, if you've guided groups, you've watched it happen in front of you when all of a sudden somebody has an epiphany. And I love those moments, you know, oh, yeah. but even, even after you finish the whole journey, you may not really feel like you got it. I mean, a lot of people think it's over and we just got started, didn't we? You know, and they're ready to, oh, let's go through it again or something like that. Well, we have a lot of people that do that. And, and, and best of all, they take other people through it. And when they take it through it, it, it tends toward deepening their understanding. That's mm-hmm. the way that works. But, you know, we're trying to encapsulate a mystery. Yeah. And that's God's love and the abiding relationship with him. And, and we're trying to put it in terms that people can understand. But quite frankly, you, you, you don't understand it until you're there. Yeah. You don't understand it going into it. You got people who have credible testimonies that say, in my life, I'll never be the same. Yeah. And we need to listen to them because something's happened. And that's, that's why I ask those people to share, you know, what made the difference. Mm-hmm. And then, then it, is a, it is a journey. It's a walk with the individual in Jesus. It's not, although we help each other along, it's really vertically oriented, oriented between myself and Jesus. You right. And Jesus. That's right. Not horizontally driven. But we do encourage each other's journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, but at the same time, it's 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 a journey of not achieving. It's a journey of surrender. Mm. And then in that surrender, there is the replacement of that which we surrender with that which with that which God wants to give us. Yeah. I, I, the other day, I said this to somebody who was kind of struggling because they were getting behind their in their assignments, and they they were thinking about dropping out of the group because they just felt like they were behind and. I said, listen, the journey is not something to be completed. It's something to be experienced. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what you're talking about. I yeah. mean, you know, just stick with it. I mean, it's okay if you don't get it all or get it, don't get all the questions answered or all your journaling done. Just yeah. stick with it, you know? It's not a study in academics. And I think that if you go into it wanting to have the deeper theology and, and wanting to have the academics, you'll probably find it, it doesn't give you that. <clears throat> but if you're into the relationship, mm-hmm. Then you'll find that the scriptures that are often hidden from in plain view that lead us to that place of intimacy with Christ that are there. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff that we know but we don't understand. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we understand but not at, at the heart level. Mm. It's at the intellect level. Right. And this is not about intellect. Now you can't get to where we're going at the heart unless you go through the scriptures. Yeah. And you have to process it. Right. But it's not to stay there. It's not to park out on that. Yeah. It's to go to the, it's to, go to the place that, that God talks about all the t- uh, many, many times. That's the heart. Mm-hmm. The heart is so important to the Lord. And changing the heart. He, he's into changing the heart. Mm-hmm. And then when he changes the heart, then he gives us the desires of the heart. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of it. That's, that's the mystery of it. Yeah. And that's why people who, who get into this and start going through the journey they come back because they're, they're still discovering new stuff. And it's actually more stuff that they surrender mm. to be able to gather that which God wants to give. That's right. It's a journey. Yeah. Well, let me let me just recap where, where we've been for the for those who have been listening. Of course, the first part of the journey is 
is establishing the intimate nature of God. He's a God that knows, mm-hmm. He cares, He's willing, He's able. And and then we talked about um, that a lot of people have a hard time with that because they have an orphan spirit, so that's got to mm-hmm. be dealt with. Um, then we talked about uh, the importance of getting alone with God to, to let Him reveal Himself to you and that extended prayer time that, that we do in the journey. Then, then we got into the second part of the journey, which is called Enabled, um, where we start getting into... Where are you in that relationship? What does abiding look like? You're abi- are, are you abiding? Are, you know, are you being disciplined? Are you being pruned? All those kind of things. Um, and that he wants to bear fruit. That's He's doing all that because he wants us to bear fruit out of John 15. And, and uh, we took everybody through all those topics in the enabled section, that which guides you into the Holy, who is the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit and the filling of the Spirit and all those kind of things. We took them through, Rocky. And then... Uh, and then we get into the, the last part, and it's kind of reviewing Gabe's principles of influence, that being a God seeker, being a God abider, and then living it out first to your spouse and your family and then to everybody else. And and then we did a spiritual warfare, um, and Eric Pate was my, my guest on that one. So we get to the end of this nine-month journey, which can seem pretty long. I mean, it's a, it is a good commitment, nine yeah. months. Yeah, it is. Um, and then we it ends. I mean, we have a commencement. We have a little ceremony. We usually recommend getting away for the weekend to, to really commemorate what God has done. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the commencement's not the end. It's really the beginning. It's a it's a launching point, or at least, at least that's what we pray for. Yeah. A launching point for them to find their ministry, to find their place in God's kingdom and all that. Um, talk about, you know, your view of of the end of the journey and what's the most important thing they need to, right. you know, when the group's about to end. Because a lot of people, it isn't about the horizontal relationships, but but some bonds form, you know, and the guys are kind of, or the gals, whoever's doing it, are sad about it ending and they kind of do want to hang out with those people. But but it's got to move forward, Right. Yeah, I've I've said this oftentimes that I've gone through a lot of Bible study groups and accountability groups, and generally the best thing that I can get out of that is a, is a friendship, maybe a good friendship. But with a journey over the last twenty years, I'm, I'm, I've developed covenant relationships. Mm. These are people that will probably carry my casket, or I carry theirs, or my urn, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and. You know, I mean, it's a lifetime commitment. But but what joins us together is our relationship with Christ, and we're on we're on the same passionate journey to Him together, and that's come out of this uh, vertical orientation of the journey. But uh, you know, Brian, the the thing about if you just look at it from the symmetry of it, uh, this is about discipleship. This is about what does it mean to be a disciple mm-hmm. and what does it mean to make disciples? So that's kind of the end game right there, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to back it back down to the beginning of it to become a disciple. And that's where we have to really undo a lot of the, the stuff that people don't know about God or the incorrect things they know about. Undo it. So that's the revelation in the in the experience. Enlightenment series. Mm-hmm. And then the enablement is has to do with the power of the Spirit, the power of abiding, and the power of the spiritual gift. So that's where it all, that's 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 the catalyst here. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. where it all happens right there. But then the living it out, the expressing aspect is taking that which is going on within us and taking it out to our world around us. Mm-hmm. Now, when we get to the expressing, then we began to move into 
what a disciple does. Mm. Before that is what a what does it mean to be a disciple and how are you formed as a disciple? But then the next part of it is what a disciple does. Mm-hmm. They express express with their spiritual gifts. They express with the fruit of the spirit, mm-hmm. that love and joy, peace, patience. They they influence their world around them. And that's a that's a key word, influence. Mm-hmm. Because you can you can teach people but not influence them. Yeah. You can instruct people and not influence them. You can control people and not influence them. But to influence them, you have to speak into their hearts. Mm. They have to know that you can be trusted. They got to know the message that's being given can be trusted. And that's what we try to do is help them see that the most powerful expression that you can make for Christ is to influence your world by his love to you mm-hmm. and his love through you to the people around you, beginning with your spouse. Your yeah. children, right. people you work with, your neighbors, your world right around you. Mm-hmm. Now, as we move toward the end, we have to help them understand that, yeah, man, you're going to be fire- facing some powerful enemies. Yeah. And that's why we have that session on spiritual warfare because mm-hmm. it's real. I mean, yeah. it's absolutely real. That's right. But at the same time, a well-equipped uh, influencer who walks with Jesus is going to be able to stand against it. Mm-hmm. All the errors of the enemy mm-hmm. will be will be uh, interfered with by the by the shield of faith, what scripture says. We well, yeah, I've always loved the pick the image of the influencer in Journey in the Chamber that the arrows are bouncing off of his yeah. his armor. That's right. Yeah. And it's because he is in a right place with God. That's right. He comes out of the inner chamber. He has that he doesn't have anything that opens up an Achilles heel, so to speak, for the enemy to be able to shoot at that one place. Mm-hmm. And we have to be aware of that. And we can open the door for his arrows. Yeah. And so learning to be wise and knowing ourselves and seeing how we are vulnerable and how to shut that down is part of discipleship. Mm-hmm. That's how we grow. And that's how we stand strong. So now we get toward the end of it, Brian. And, and let me tell you what's been a problem. Um, I wrote a book uh, for the end of it that we didn't have a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It's called Beyond the Inner Chamber. That's right. And Beyond the Inner Chamber is a bookend to Journey to the Inner Chamber. And for a long time, I was, I felt something was missing in the journey. And it, it had nothing to do with what God didn't do. It had to do with what Rocky didn't think of from God who was talking to me because he was talking to me. I just probably didn't figure out when to do it or what to do or what it looks like. But in the in the journey, it's 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 very much messaging all the time. It's messaging about being a disciple, abiding in Christ, and the fruit of discipleship, the fruit of abiding. I mean, that is the heart of the whole thing. But uh, one thing that was missing early on, and I take blame for it. Is that I was not talking, I was not, I was not messaging adequately about the responsibility of discipleship, the, the, the responsibility of being a disciple with making disciples. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of times people try to make disciples, but they're not disciples, and they and they get what they are, so mm-hmm. to speak. Become rigid fundamentalists or you know, theologians or whatever, but they're not going to have that heart. Of Christ, unless they had it, it's hard to disciple that in somebody. 
if you don't have it yourself. Mm -hmm. But the best I can determine is that when Jesus said to his disciples, go and make disciples, that was a criteria for discipleship. That is the criteria for a being a disciple is to make disciples. Mm. And I thought, I think that that's why I felt compelled to write this book that is about reaching back. Once you have gone through the process, once God is, uh, the, your whole process has taken you to that intimate place with Christ, you just don't hang out on the mountain. Mm -hmm. he, he dispatches us. And that storyline is, is influencer being dispatched into the city mm. and bringing people back to the, that holy mountain where, where the Lord lives and abides. That's our mission. And so uh, before we did that, Brian, we had probably tens of thousands that were going through the journey, but only hundreds that were leading guiding groups. Right, right. right. And it was a little bit discouraging because there was something missing. They were getting it, but they weren't passing along. It's got they pass along. Mm -hmm. It's not about growing a ministry. It's about that's the way God grows the kingdom. It's always right. been that way. Yeah. And so we uh, so we wrote the book and we implemented that into the journey process and and it and it had good fruit. Mm -hmm. People read the book and they said, "Oh, wait now, yeah, I, I've been people have been pouring into me now. I've got to pour into others. Why?" Because as you pour into others, God continues to pour into you. Mm -hmm. And so that's what brought it down to the end, mm -hmm. was to put in there this basically this compelling responsibility, we call it sacred responsibility, mm. uh, to speak Christ into your world around you. And it comes from abiding. Now, there's several ways to make disciples, and guiding a group is, is a big part. But there are a lot of people that don't guide groups, but they part they they play a big part in making disciples. Mm -hmm. They play a part in their church. They play a part in a group. They play a part in hospitality and serving and mercy. And there's just so many things they do because their spiritual gift is activated because of that abiding relationship, and he connects all of us together. But as you know, we have found that people that do take other people through the journey, they themselves get more out of it. It right. gets deeper for them. Yeah. Kind of goes back to what I said about you're not going to get it all maybe the first time through. No. And God's, we're always growing. We're always learning. We never get it all. Yeah. You know? and, and, and I think that's part of growth. And, you know, you can read one scripture here a year ago and come back the same year and it speaks to you in a different way. And why is that? Is the scripture changed? No. You've experienced life during that year and you understand it better. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it is with a lot of our signposts in our life. I was at a point in my life, I read the scripture, and it opened my eyes. I go down the road and I read the same scripture, and there are so many things I didn't see. Mm. The, the Word of God is living. It's alive. And, um, and so bottom line is that the journey is, is just really trying to tap into that. Yeah. Well, I, I've said this years ago, but I, I loved the book Purpose Driven Life when it first came out, Rick Warren, because it was, you know, in every church in America was going through a study of the purpose driven life, you know, 40 days of purpose or whatever. But uh, I, at least the people I knew, I don't think anyone found their purpose by reading that book, you know, um, they just had this idea that there's a greater purpose for your life and yeah. God, that God has for you. 
It's not about you. It's about his purposes. But I feel like the journey helps you find your purpose because abiding helps you find. Mm -hmm. It helps you enable your gifts, helps you find your sweet spot, helps you find how God wants to use you. And now it's now it's time to go live it out afterwards. And and a lot of people have been able to live out that purpose by leading journey groups, you know, and helping other people find their their place. And and so uh, it's it's very fulfilling when that when that happens. And I love the scene in the Beyond the Inner Chamber when you're the guy's on the mountain and he's looking down and he sees all the pathways kind of lit, lit up, like mm-hmm. all these people coming to the mountaintop, right? Mm-hmm. And then he see he gets a picture of if he didn't play his part, everything starts going in reverse mm-hmm. and it starts disappearing. You know, all the influence that that we could have on our world, but it takes us being obedient and faithful and yeah. and doing our part. But if we don't, we might be shortchanging people right around us that, that we can reach that nobody else can, right? How many times did you watch It's a Wonderful Life in the last <laughs> few weeks? <laughs> Just once. Once. I did watch it, though, yes. Well, we memorized it. Haven't we? I love it, yeah. But that's the story of it. Yeah. You know, what would your life be like if, if you weren't alive? Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and they gave him that look. All the people that he had influenced that he had mm-hmm. no, he didn't even realize the yeah. influence he had. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it's the same way. Uh, a faithful disciple maker who is a disciple is going to impact their world around them and they're not, they're not necessarily going to know it. It's going to be maybe some insignificant things that they say or do. You don't get a lot of applause for some of the greatest things you do. Mm. But uh, it does influence the fabric of Christianity. You know, you think about the fabric of Christianity. It started over 2,000 years ago with just a few people. Mm. And now there's billions in this world that call themselves Christians and uh, identify with Christ. And, And I think about you only know a few of them. You only know a few in history of people that you've read about or have written books or, you know, are great. But they're not the fabric. Mm. The fabric are those mothers and fathers and grandmothers and granddaddies and aunts and uncles and friends, neighbors and servants, people that are unsung heroes that loved with Jesus. They're the fabric. Mm. They're the fabric of of our faith. Mm. And, um, and I can tell you this, the ones who did the most are the ones who felt loved the most mm. by him. Yeah. By him. That's right. Yeah. And that, and he was the one they were serving. Yeah. You know, they're doing it out of obedience or out of, out of love for him. Yeah. I remember when you guys came to Tulsa, when we were thinking about doing the very first group in Tulsa, 2006, and uh, you brought a couple of guys with you that had gone through the journey with you. And one of them said, you know, that you, you'll have a, if you keep doing this and keep doing journey groups, you'll have a spiritual family tree. You know, the people that you've taken through the journey and then they, then when they take someone through the journey, they're part of your tree, even though you may not even know them, right? Because, mm-hmm. because, if, because of your faithfulness and obedience to lead that group, that influenced that person. He influenced other yeah. people. And and I looking back twenty years now, I mean, I, I think it's so true, don't you? I mean, yeah. I and, and again, it's not about getting credit or keeping a score or anything like that, but but it's just it's a satisfaction in serving our king. It's yeah. like a knowing that your life has helped other people, make other people's lives better, too. I mean, so 
Well, he he lets us feel his joy. He lets us feel his grief. Yeah. Um, he lets us feel his joy. And when we learn to abide in him, we can we can feel his delight. We can feel we can hear something, and it resonates in our heart. It's his mm. heart that we're feeling. And uh, when we see something that just inspires us, it's probably him working in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know we were talking about that today, Brian. Is that you know this thing of abiding? If you really get down to it, it's really a love relationship. Mm. It's that being aware of his love for me and my love for him. And, and from there, it, 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 it goes from there. Mm-hmm. And um, it's mysterious. I, I, you know, I've been at this for a pretty good long time now, but I'm still on the, on the fringe of understanding it. Mm. I know that there's more to understand, and he'll, he'll reveal it to me as, as I go. But I think that at the same time, I've, I understand enough to know that's the best thing that I could ever have, and that is this relationship with you. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, and, and it keeps you abiding too. You know, I mean, if, if you lead journey groups and all that, it keeps you. I mean, we would anyway, I think, but I think it just it just keeps you learning and on your path of discovery all the time. Yeah. As a even if you're a guide, even if you're a guide of a group. Well, there are two ways to look at it, and that is I uh, I abide, therefore I lead journey groups, or I lead journey groups to abide. I don't look at it that way. I think that I abide, and it makes me want to serve. Yeah, that's right. That's and, it, and that's how I. That's why I do journey groups. Mm-hmm. Is I feel his pleasure, mm-hmm. feel his joy to help somebody else. Exactly. And uh, you know, we bear fruit because we abide. We don't abide to bear fruit. We, that's right. We abide, and it's from there we bear fruit. It's all about the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is wrapping this thing up with the journey is that we're trying to help them understand over a nine-month period of time uh, what a disciple looks like. And not, not, from, the, not from the way that modern-day uh, ways are going because people are putting discipleship classes on anything that they, they want to say. And, you know, they got a Bible study, so it's called discipleship. Mm-hmm. Well, does it make a disciple? And does it make a disciple based on how Jesus defined disciple? Because there's a lot of self-abandonment there. There's a lot of trust there. There's a lot of putting him ahead of me, putting others ahead of me. And that's what a disciple looks like. Mm-hmm. But are these discipleship classes that we have, are they doing that? And so we have to get down to, the, to what is, it really is all about. It's about the relationship, and it's about the relation, his relationship through us. It's reaching our world around us, and uh, so we're we're trying to help them understand it's about the relationship. And so when they when they end the journey and they have commencement, which means to begin, we have a very special uh, commencement service at the end of the nine months, and it's very similar to the upper room, mm-hmm. uh, or not necessarily the upper room, the the Last Supper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where they were. I guess I thought it was the upper room, but it's not. It's the Last Supper it was right in, before it's Christmas. It was in the upper room. Yeah, it was in an upper room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so uh, it's it's very similar to that. And the high note on it is more about the emotional understanding of what's been invested into us by the leaders 
and by the Lord and the connection with what do I do with it now? Mm -hmm. Because when they come out of that commencement, it's not about finishing the journey. It's about beginning it yeah. for yeah. the rest of their life. Yeah, just similar to how Jesus had one last meal with his followers and he said had said some important things to them, mm -hmm. showed them some things and 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 it was it was clear that he wanted them to carry on the work. He was saying, I'm I'm gonna be going away. I want you to go yeah. and go take it from here. Go help others, go right. make disciples. Right. You know, so that's what we try to do the same thing. So it's good that it ends so that other people can go taste of it, you know, mm -hmm. that other people can, can get a piece of it. So well, after nine months, that baby's got to be born. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. No doubt. No doubt. It's got to come to an end. So anyway, well, I think uh, I hope that the, these podcasts have gotten people inspired to to just take the journey. You know, I, I don't know what holds people back. We always talk about that. You know, and I'm sure the enemy doesn't want us, these things to reproduce. So if he can just get people thinking, well, that was a good experience. And now I'm just going to yeah. go back to living my life the way I did before. Um, if he could just only, uh, if that, if God could inspire them to just go do it, just do one group. I mean, you'll be amazed what happens from just leading one group. Yeah. Don't forget about the whole family tree or whatever. Just, you'd be amazed to see what happens. Just leading one, just taking one step of obedience. Well, Ron, I appreciate uh, your servant's heart in, in getting these interviews out there, uh, mm -hmm. you you had a real creative bunch that you were able to corral and get them focused on the uh, on the subject at hand, and it, and it all connected very very well. I, and I really appreciate that. I I listened to every one of those podcasts, and they greatly inspired me. And you inspire me, and I thank you for your service. You know, you're you don't understand, Brian, why people don't. It's because you're giving your life to do it. Mm -hmm. And you've given your life to do it because you know it's it has created in you such a hunger and thirst to want to please Jesus, mm -hmm. and you feel His pleasure. Yeah, that's right. And you know you're doing something that He loves and wants, and that's why uh, I feel that this ministry is anointed because we're doing what He said do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think there's a verse in John 13 um, when He right after He washed the, the disciples' feet and He said. Basically, if you do what I do, you'll be blessed, basically, you know. And so I think when we do the things that are pleasing to his heart, it blesses him and we're blessed as well, yeah. you know. So so that's good. Well, good. Well, I think uh, I'm glad we got this wrapped up and we'll move on to see What's what else, next? what God wants to talk about <laughs> next. But uh, again, we uh, we just talk about life topics, talk about things God's shown us as we abide. And uh, sometimes people give us suggestions of things we, they would like to hear us talk about. So uh, we welcome any of those comments. If you have any input out there, be sure and uh, send us a note on our website if, you, if there's something you'd love to hear us do a podcast topic about. But uh, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll wrap this one up, this Journey podcast series. And uh, I'm glad that they're all there for posterity on our website. And uh, also anywhere you stream your, uh, your uh, podcasts on Google, Apple, Spotify, we're on all the major platforms. So you can check those out and share them with your friends, too. So someone might need to know a little bit about this thing called The Journey. So anyway, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. Uh, thank you, Rocky, for your time today. I'm your host, Brian Craig, and uh, I uh, we do these again just to keep encouraging you guys to fan into flame the things that God's doing and uh, share with you inspiration we're receiving. And uh, and we're just so thankful to all of you who have stepped up to lead journey groups because 
you guys are the ministry and uh, and we've seen so much growth. So we know a lot of people are stepping up and, and answering the call. So we're, we feel so blessed by all of you out there. So anyway, I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you today. Let me go. Let me go.